Hi, my name is Lindsay. Um, I am a breast cancer survivor, uh, hence the pink. Um, anyway, uh, my journey has been one that has lasted longer than I expected. Um, when I first got diagnosed, uh, I anticipated it would take about a year of my life to go through treatments, have surgery, um, and heal from that. And but that's not what wound up happening. Um, I had a very complicated case and um, things did not go as planned. So there's a lot to my story. Um, if things don't go as you expected or as you anticipate, uh, I think that's, you're probably in the majority. Um, so, where would you like me to start? All right. So I just wanted to know what, what stage when you were diagnosed with cancer? What stage it was? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I was 39 years old, so I hadn't yet ever had a mammogram. Um, when I when it was diagnosed, I think it was considered stage three, um, maybe three B. I can't remember. Um, but basically, I had a very aggressive tumor that was about eight centimeters large. Um, which, you know, caused a, uh, a bump, which I felt, um, and at the time when I felt it, it was tender and sore. Um, I went to my nurse practitioner who I had been seeing and she said, don't worry about it. It's nothing serious. Um, and that it was a hormonal cyst and that it would go away, you know, with my cycle. A um, few months later, I noticed another bump that was in a different area, much smaller and not tender. Um, so basically, when I felt the second bump, soon after that, I got the mammogram. And basically what it was, was a, you know, a big tumor that had two parts to it that were, you know, uh, reaching the skin so that I could feel those two parts. And so um, on day one of being diagnosed, um, it was kind of a crazy day. It was um, the same day that some fires broke out in California. And anyway, long story short, you know, they had to transport a bunch of patients from another hospital to our hospital where I was at my appointment getting diagnosed. So anyway, um, later that day, I met with a doctor and, you know, that's when they told me that, you know, it was this aggressive cancer and that they would want to start me on chemotherapy to see if they could reduce the size, um, but that, you know, with the plan of either a single mastectomy or a double mastectomy. Um, 
So about a month later, I started chemo. Um, I was on chemo for about five months. I was supposed to be on it for six, but we had to stop early because I was developing uh, peripheral neuropathy, um, which could be a long-term condition or side effect if I kept going with the chemo. And they said too that the chemo wasn't really reducing the size that much. Um, so, you know, I was going to have to go through with, uh, surgery and probably radiation. Um, is there any question at this point that you have, or should I just keep going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, a question. sorry. Okay. So just wanted to know, like, how was your emotional well-being uh, when you and came to know that you were diagnosed with uh, cancer? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, obviously, I was in a state of shock. Um, and I also, <laughs> at the time when they diagnosed my breast cancer, I had a cold and I didn't know it, but I actually had walking pneumonia and just, I didn't know. So they also found from the pneumonia, they found stuff on my lungs. And so they thought I, it had spread and that if that was the case, it would have been extremely serious. Uh, so, um, for two weeks, I didn't know if it had spread um, because I had to make an appointment to get a lung biopsy so they could look at my lungs and see if it spread. Well, luckily, two weeks later, when I went back, it wasn't it had it wasn't lung cancer. It was just it had cleared up from the pneumonia. But I mean, those two weeks were just filled with like a mixture of shock, despair, um, panic attacks, anxiety. Um, I mean, we didn't know what we were going to do if we were just going to try to, you know, go on a cruise and liquidate all our assets because um, I just I had no idea what it was so those two weeks were really scary um, and then you know I've been sort of with my illness for four years so I've gone through different stages uh, of emotions um, so, you know, for example, for example, in the beginning, I wasn't angry. I didn't have any anger. Um, but as I, it continued on um, around the time I started radiation, I, I started to really get angry. Um, so do you have another question or should I continue with yeah. this? You can continue. You can continue. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I got diagnosed. Um, I actually went back to work, um, like two days later. Um, and you know, I told everyone at work and it was 
very difficult because I work as a psychotherapist and I was working in a hospital setting in a mental health setting. Um, and so I, you know, started chemo. I, you know, lost my hair a few weeks, you know, after starting. Um, and I was going to work. I also, you know, at the time my son was four years old or he had just turned four. I also have, well, right now she's 16, but at the time um, a stepdaughter turning 12. Um, so of course, you know, we met with the uh, social worker, the breast care coordinator, social worker to just talk about kind of, you know, what the journey would be and, you know, talk about kind of the kids and, you know, what they might experience in relation to my cancer. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I just kind of returned to life as it was. I went back to work. Um, I worked through most of my chemo. Um, it was really, really challenging. Um, probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And it got harder. It definitely got harder after the treatments. Um, I had a mastectomy. Um, the implant I tried to put in um, got infected and had to be taken out. Um, after that, I started radiation, which I didn't think I was going to do, but they said that if I didn't do it, I had a really high chance of getting cancer again. So I did the radiation and then for nine months after that, I wore a prosthesis um, because I couldn't have what's called a deep flap surgery, a D-I-E-P. I couldn't have that for I had to heal for nine months before having that type of surgery, which isn't an implant. It's having your own tissue transferred up to make a breast. Um, mm -hmm. All of that, the deep flap, which is becoming more common now for women who don't want to go the implant route, I wound up having a lot of complications with it. Um, so let's see, um, do you want me to continue on from like after the deep flap or yeah, do you, you want me can. to talk about? You can um, continue on your story, that's fine. Okay, so, um, so yeah, I, I finally, you know, decided that I was going to do the deep flap um, because getting expanders, uh, it wasn't going to work. I had a very high chance of uh, having that fail. So mm -hmm. I went this other route to get the deep flap. Um, and that was a really big surgery. It was like a 10 hour surgery. Uh, a week in the ICU. 
Um, a lot of women are very happy with their results. And a lot of women who have had implants uh, decide to do this type of surgery. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I just didn't do a lot of research on it. And I also um, didn't really have a, a good surgeon uh, for the operation. Well, I did in the beginning, but then he wound up leaving um, the insurance I was on. So I had a different surgeon than who I was used to. Um, so anyway, um, had had that surgery, which was a really big recovery um, because they uh, take tissue from your abdomen. So, you know, you're opened up. Um, so that was a really, really hard recovery. Um, and I remember going back to work after that and just feeling like every day was a struggle. Um, I had decided to stop taking tamoxifen because um, my cancer is hormone positive. So, um, and I hadn't yet gone through menopause. So I started taking started tamoxifen to keep the estrogen levels low, but I had every horrible side effect that tamoxifen has. Um, and emotionally, it was uh, just very depressing. Um, it increased, you know, my pain levels. Um, it just felt like I was sick every day. And I was, you know, trying to go to work and I was coming home and trying to do laundry and get my kid in the shower, take a bath, you know, and it was just so, so hard. Um, I also remember just like, I never got to take time off of work. Uh, cause I always had to use my time to do a surgery. So, um, after the deep, I had to do two more surgeries to move fat up to my upper chest wall, because I had to essentially build up, you know, a breast. Um, so you know, the whole process was just going through seven surgeries in four years uh, was so hard. Um, and my body now, I definitely have like chronic issues. Um, you know, I struggle with fatigue on a daily basis. I struggle with pain whether, you know, and it, some days it's really bad and some days it's manageable, um, you know, and I, I think I just try to take each day as it comes. Um, and, you know, if I have a really bad day, I try to remember that, you know, maybe I'll have a good day, you know, coming. Um, so, you know, and I try to do little things like, uh, luckily, uh, uh, my dog, um, he, he came into my life uh, about two years ago, um, and it happened uh, right, right after the pandemic. So um, right before the pandemic, 
just to give you a kind of like frame of where I was. Um, I was waiting to get my second fat grafting surgery. So I was on the surgery schedule and um, my fam, we decided to plan a trip because I was, you know, wanted to celebrate my life after cancer and I wanted to um, do something. I haven't, I hadn't gone anywhere in years. Um, so we were planning a vacation. Um, and then um, right around that time, March 2nd of 2019, so um, right weeks before the pandemic hit, uh, my father had a stroke and passed away. And, um, and then the pandemic came. And I remember one of the hardest things about my journey is that um, I kind of kept waiting to be in a better place to spend more time with him and to, um, to uh, I guess, feel like I was ready to live life again. Like I felt like I needed that body part to be complete. And I think that was the hardest thing was like realizing that, you know, it's like waiting, trying to wait for something to be better before you spend more time with the people you love or tell them how you feel about them. It just, that was probably my biggest regret. So, you know, and what I realized in the end is it's not this body part being complete that makes me whole. Um, you know, I have to figure out how to be a whole person, regardless of how tortured my body is, or how um, bad I feel I look in the mirror, or how many scars I have, you know, and I've got a lot of scars, but that's not who I am, you know, and I have to remember that, you know, I fought really, really hard. And um, I, I feel good that <laughs> I was told by my breast care coordinator, she said, Lindsay, I've never seen anybody with your situation, continue working the way that you were working going through all that. Um, not to say that at sometimes it might not have been a little unhealthy, but, um, I just feel like, you know, it really tested me. It tested my spirituality. It tested my faith. It tested my belief in God. Um, and, you know, I feel like I lost everything, but I feel like in so many ways uh, through this journey, I've also gained a lot. Um, so that's kind of my story. Um, and uh, today I, you know, I wound up making a big change in my life. Uh, not today. Um, but in the fall, I moved. Um, so I moved to a different state. And I love it. And oh, I forgot the story about my dog. I was gonna 
tell that story. But anyway, he's my little healer. And he came into my life two years ago uh, on Easter after my dad had passed away. So, um, and he came from my cousin. Uh, She rescued him and he's been like my soulmate ever since. So there've been some really amazing miracles and um my little son he he was just incredible throughout everything I mean he really helped me uh fight and also make the hard decisions and go through all the pain it was you know so that I could keep you know keep being a mommy to him and um you know he's just the light of my life um and yeah and today uh or you know two weeks ago I started acting classes um so I'm doing some things um I'm also working on a blog and a book um I still work as a psychotherapist um so you know even though there's been a lot of difficult things that have happened, including the pandemic and illness and whatever, um, you know, there's still hope and there's still light and there's still the rest of the journey. This is only just, you know, the beginning. So um, I'm excited to see what happens next. All right. So um, just a few questions, uh, Lindsay. So did you try any alternative therapies during your treatment, like naturopathy, Ayurvedic treatment, anything like that? What's that? Uh, did you try, did you uh, opt for any alternative therapies during your treatment? Like did I opt naturopathy? out? Yeah, um, any naturopathy, Ayurvedic treatment. Did you think of doing anything like that? Like saying no to treatment? Uh, yeah, no to the basic treatment, conventional treatment like chemo, radio. So did you opt for anything like any other treatments? Um, no, I mean, I didn't. I'll say this. I did not want to do the radiation. I was not happy. I, I, my, I had a friend who went through breast cancer and she opted out of radiation, but, uh, the doctor wound up talking me into it cause it just was really necessary. So I did the radiation. Um, I not happily, I was, I was upset about it. Um, the tamoxifen, which was the hormonal pill, um, that after three months of trying to, trying to adjust to the side effects, which I didn't, I stopped taking the hormonal treatment. So, um, but other, other things I used, um, no, I didn't like use a different treatment or anything like that. Okay. And uh, so one last question will be like, if you have to sum up your whole journey in one sentence, what would that be? Well, okay. So one night I got off work and I was so tired and I was trying to put my son to bed and I was just trying to muster up all the strength I could. And with his little small hands, you know, he's four years old, he starts doing sign language 
and he starts singing blackbird singing in the dead of night take these broken wings and learn to fly so i'm sure a lot of you know that song i can't remember who sings it now um but that song for me and, and those lyrics, you know, take these broken wings and learn to fly. Um, that's sort of my journey. All right. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It was really inspiring and uh, you have narrated the story really well. So thank you so much once again. I'm pretty sure that this will inspire and motivate people who, have, who are out there, like caregivers and survivors. So thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you.